Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, where we're going to discuss how smarter cartonization can give your operation a competitive edge. This is a special podcast brought to you by our friends at Pacurate. I'm Bob Troublecock. I'm the executive editor of Modern Materials Handling, and joining me today is Greg Walls, Vice President of Revenue at Pacurate. And Greg, I'm going to try and keep saying cartonization and not containerization, which is what I was going for earlier. So welcome. No worries. Thank you, Bob. It's an honor to be on an MMH podcast with an industry legend like yourself. So thanks for having me today. <laughs> you, you just raised the bar very high. Uh, anyway, we're glad to have you. So if you're not familiar with them, Pacurate is a cartonization software company that reduces fulfillment costs and wasted material by finding the optimal way to pack every shipment and in real time. And if you happen to live in a high rise like I do, where it seems as if everyone in my building gets an e-commerce delivery every day, sometimes like every hour, you know how the dumpsters are overflowing with empty packaging materials. And I'm just one builder. Minimizing the amount of packaging going out the door to the landfill is a good for the environment and it's good for your bottom line. That's what I'm going to talk to uh, Greg about today. So let's get started. First question, Greg, tell us just a little bit about your role at Pacurate. Yeah, happy to, Bob. So simple enough, but I'm the VP of revenue here. So I oversee sales, solutions, and marketing for the entire organization. So Greg, for listeners who aren't familiar with the concept, what is cartonization and how do you address it at Pacurate? Great place to start. So cartonization is the process of systemically packing a set of SKUs most efficiently into a cardboard box based on some kind of algorithm or set of rules. Now, 90% of cartonization algorithms out there are what we would call simple liquid fill, or just kind of a volume-to-volume -volume comparison with maybe a simple extreme dimension check. But there is so much more that can be done to optimize packaging. Now, for us, our, our core engine, which powers both our API product and our simulation tool product, which we'll discuss a little bit later, actually utilizes true 3D bin packing with advanced packing rules such as compressibility, foldability, internal space, compact geometry, you know, give you an example, right? Hats. Um, you can nest hats uh, among each other and save a tremendous amount of space in a package. It's a simple example, but take that and extrapolate it to uh, big multi-unit orders with all signs of weird size SKUs. Now, the real secret sauce is something we actually own a patent on, which is incorporating the transportation rate card itself into our cartonization engine. We actually talk about this particular feature for probably over an hour and the tremendous impact it actually has on the bottom line of transportation spend for a lot of these fulfillment operations, but I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, can I just ask you two questions about some of what you just said? The first was kind of interesting because you mentioned the nesting capabilities. And so I'm guessing your solution or your system understands when it's looking at a product that it has those characteristics that might allow for things like nesting? Yeah. So part of our, you know, when we uh, have a, established a commercial relationship with a new customer, we always start with what we call as a cartonization workshop, where we actually take a mixture of operations, IT, executive leadership through sort of an end-to-end -end analysis of their products. And as part of our engine, we can actually utilize different rules for different SKUs, which can take a little bit of time to build out. But again, the impact on the bottom line with kind of smarter cartonization can shave a significant amount of money off on a cost per order basis when you look at the kind of air savings you can get out of a parcel. Okay. And then the second one is I'd mentioned in the introduction that, you know, you, you're going to 
analyze and figure out, um, you know, the optimal way to pack and in real time. So is your system receiving on the front end, you know, the orders from the WMS that are going to be picked and packed so that when those items come down to a pack station, um, you know, they understand in real time what the order is and how to pack it. Just give me a sense of what that real time aspect means and, and, you know, for you, where you're hooking in with regard to the systems out there to get that info. You are spot on, Bob. So typically we hook into a WMS, usually at the time of order release, you know, pre-pick or, or uh, order waiving. Um, a surprising amount of our customers actually implement us at the shopping cart to sort of call it higher up or further up in the buying process. Reason being, a lot of people who have been burned by providing either rough shipping costs and then having to eat the overage or, you know, no shipping costs at all. If you remember the free shipping error of the 2010s and 2020s um, yeah. are actually starting to get more serious about providing a realistic shipping cost to kind of avoid the margin squeezing that's happened. So we do implement it in a few different places, but you are right. Primarily, it's at a WMS and in a pick pack fulfillment operation. Okay. So that, that was great back, uh, background to understand uh, pack your rate. So let's talk operationally. You know, our listeners are probably running warehouses and DCs and are dealing with this problem. So, and, and again, you know, I started with what I see every day in my building when I, you know, when I go down there, just the mountain of boxes that people are dealing with. So talk a little about some of the problems that operation managers face today as it relates to packaging, especially as order fulfillment operations are transitioning to omni-channel. Yeah, it, it's one of those... <laughs> Cartonization and packaging is one of those classic supply chain problems, you know, seems simple on the surface, but is actually tremendously complex when you <laughs> peer a little bit underneath the surface. Um, you know, as more fulfillment operations transition to true omni-channel fulfillment, or maybe to more generalize that, try to increase customer order sizes as margins get squeezed and people care more and more about sort of the overall dollar amount or size of an order going out. The number of units and lines per order starts to drift up without going too deep into the rabbit hole of cartonization math. The math gets actually very, it basically gets more exponentially difficult as you add more SKUs. And if you're a home goods retailer or someone selling a lot of hardline goods that are not consistent or standard, uh, you really need a more advanced way to look at cartonization than a simple liquid fill, which again is what pretty much 90% of the cartonization systems out there today are utilizing. I want to come to sustainability in a moment, but before we get there, are there some other challenges that you can identify that, you know, folks are dealing with um, in their order fulfillment processes? Yeah, yeah. In, in a very similar vein, Bob, many of our customers are, you know, they're often evaluating acquisitions or maybe some new sales strategies such as promos, which may introduce either a brand new set of SKUs, which have taken, means all of the carefully calculated cartonization strategies they've used before are now no longer relevant or as optimal, or even differently, right? The order mix changes, much like we talked about with the Omnichannel, where you're running a promo, where it's a two for one or a sale to try and drive that, that basket size up. All of a sudden, your cartonization strategies for a classic e-com order of 1.1 1, 1 units per line is now way out of whack when you're looking at two, three, four units per line. You know, to take a, a bit of a step back uh, to talk about one other major problem, We've focused entirely so far on the you know, challenge of complicated cartonization inside a box or parcel. 
Practically nobody we talk to is thinking about the carton sizes themselves and how that variable plays into cartonization. So I mentioned earlier about uh, some of our secret sauces incorporating rate cards into our cartonization engine. You know, if you talk to anybody in transportation in the past couple of years, UPS and FedEx are playing even more games than before with wacky incentives on rate cards, changing dim factors. You know, every year there's rumors that they're going to start pulling the dim factor uh, gives you know away. Uh, if your cartonization isn't taking your negotiated rate table into consideration, then you're really only playing with half a deck. And it's really fascinating when we run some of these simulations for customers to see what the difference in carton size can be when you look at without a rate card or with a negotiated rate card in place. And it's just fascinating to me uh, that people don't seem to understand how big of a gap this is in current cartonization strategies. On the front end, when you're engaging uh, with a potential customer or, you know, getting started with a customer, because you mentioned, you know, carton sizes. And in, in many organizations, they either have, you know, only a few carton sizes and we've all received the box that, you know, you have to dig through all of the um, add-ons to find the little product that they ship you in the big box. Mm -hmm. uh, and then others have, you know, multiples and multiples of boxes where they might be able to reduce. Um, can you on the front end by um, analyzing, you know, order history, um, do a skew rationalization in terms of the number of box sizes that might be optimal for what a company is typically um, shipping? Yeah, so it's a good question, Bob. And we've talked a lot about kind of our primary product today, which is our API, which does the real-time cartonization. But we also offer actually a simulation platform called PacSim. And this particular problem and solution, which is finding some way to use historical shipping data to do a skew rationalization to basically understand how many shipping cartons should I be using and what size shipping carton should I be using, uh, turns out is a, a big hole in current operational capabilities. And I say a big hole because, you know, I, I just spoke with a you know, two days ago, a big global 3PL that everybody has heard of. And you know how they figure out their optimal carton set sizes for, for customers? It's Excel, a small order sample, a lot of trial and error, and two to three weeks of, of manual effort. Uh, again, trial and error. That is crazy to me. And the impact that carton sizes themselves has on transportation spend, um, the overall cost per order, environmental impact as far as corrugate usage and spend is just, it's it's a, a product of ours that was sort of invented out of necessity, but has been taking off like wildfire as we begin to understand that there really hasn't been a way to date. Even with all of 2023, the fancy tools that we all have in software engineering, there's been no tool to date to actually figure out what the heck number of cartons we need and what sizes they are, if you can believe that. I, coming from 10 years in the industry, I was, I was pretty surprised. And I have asked many people from uh, consultants to 3PLs to retailers, if anybody has heard of a tool like this before. And as far as I can see, we are the first people to invent something like it. So pretty, pretty amazing, actually. Well, and, and I, you know, and it makes a lot of sense because, again, we've all, you know, we've all gotten that box that may have been optimally packed based on the sizes available to the packer, uh, but at the same time made no sense for the product that was in it. Uh, your last answer was a great segue to my next question because you mentioned, um, you know, sustainability. So it seems as if every company that I talk to today, if I'm talking to a senior leader, 
they want to bring up, you know, their corporate goals around CO2 emissions, their 2030 or their 2035 goals, uh, you know, their carbon footprint. And as part of that, the waste they send to the landfill. So it's not all about, you know, miles traveled on the highway and so on. Where does corrugate waste fit into those initiatives, number one? And then related to that, is it driving your sales cycle? In other words, are, are any of the conversations starting with, we really need to do something about you know, waste of the landfill? Where, where do you see sustainability today? Yeah, so we definitely hear more and more of it. I will say in the year of 2023, with some of the challenging economic conditions we're all dealing with, Sustainability has taken, I'll call it, a little bit of a backseat to just pure cost savings. That being said, what our traditional experience there is, and to answer your second question first, you know, the, the folks who are in the operation center and fulfillment and are, are just trying to figure out the best way to do their jobs are usually really hyper-focused on reducing that cost per order, reducing that spend, you know, keeping that competitive edge if they're a 3PL where we start to see sustainability really make a lot of traction, which is actually a really encouraging thing to see, is usually at the leadership level, at the C-level. And one of the things I'll talk a little bit later on is just this idea of monitoring and understanding more in real time about your cartonization and you know tangentially your corrugate use and how a lot of our customers who now have the ability for the first time ever to actually track and see how much corrugate they use and how much corrugate they're saving by implementing strategies like this that almost always makes its way straight up to the C-level and is sometimes even reported out in some of our, our customers' public quarterly financials. Um, you asked earlier about kind of where Corrugate uh, plays its role in sort of the overall ESG initiatives. I think there's a lot of focus in Corrugate and supply chain for a, a couple of reasons. One is that it's it's a little more uh, tangible and real than you know, we'll call it CO2 emissions and not to go deep in the weeds of scope three and everything, but you know, it's relatively straightforward to track. We used this size box, which has this amount of corrugate versus this size box with this amount of corrugate. And we saved the difference, right? Pretty straightforward there. I think the fact that the relationship packaging has on, you started to mention consumer experience and its potential impact on brand in the form of social media posts. Everybody has seen those, those posts that go viral where someone gets a tiny product in a massive box that is why there's a lot of focus and attention on corrugate and packaging in particular as it relates to ESG initiatives. Um, if you think about all the different pressures we just talked about, uh, what do you think in your experience are the two fundamental questions that are difficult for operations managers to answer? Yeah, we, we, we always ask these two questions on, on every first call we have with a potential customer. And there's almost always an aha moment when we get through these. The first is asking, how good do you think your current cartonization is? And the second is, are the cartons you are using even the right mix of box sizes in the first place? The first question usually gets some kind of response, while the second one usually gets silence and a thoughtful, hmm, I don't actually know the answer to that question. And at that point, we're off into the races and talking about how to do some you know, pre, pre-sale analysis, ROI building to understand what that kind of opportunity may be. but uh, it, those two questions have really evoked a lot of thoughtful responses from customers ranging from big Fortune 100 companies all the way to mom and pop shops down the street. So, by the way, that's the answer I would have predicted. So there we go. Huh, never thought about it. Um, all right. So given those two fundamental questions, one, how do you answer them? And then related to that, 
well, how can a cartonization platform make a difference? What's it bring to the table? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me answer the second one first. Uh, so I come from the robotics space in, in each picking automation. And from there, I learned a lot about how important it is to have good real-time data to understand what's happening on your floor and how to address potential challenges as they arise. I was pretty surprised to come in the packaging world here in transportation and find out there's not a lot of people tracking things like fill rates, corrugate usage, box drift. There's some rough heuristics the the big big guys have, and people certainly do track you know how many pallets of box sizes they order throughout a year. But there's nothing like a live view of your cartonization. And I was just very surprised coming from again the pick pack world where things like labor management systems, tracking individuals down to the the feet of travel that they take within a pick pick path zone is something that can be tremendously helpful in understanding how to optimize and save waste in a fulfillment operation. So our kind of big picture goal that we have and how, how a cartonization platform can make a difference is, yes, we have some specific products that we have today that help address that cartonization problem. But really, our goal is to help the industry get to a place where there is a real react, uh, proactive look at packaging, being able to monitor it real time, understand how things are changing. Uh, to, to give you a more realistic answer, uh, you know, our simulation tool, which we actually used to sell sort of as a one-off, almost like a consulting service, you know, hey, we'll we'll do a one-time analysis on your box sizes and tell you which ones are the right ones. We got enough feedback from people who wanted to use it as sort of a, a, always a tool to have in their tool belt. We now actually sell it as just a typical SaaS software. You can buy a license and you have unlimited amount of simulations you can run in a year. Because a lot of the larger companies between acquisitions, new SKU sets, actually found a ton of use cases to run these simulation tools and to figure out like what was happening and changing in their operations and sort of how to stay ahead of it, how to get ahead of it, rather than getting the bill from FedEx or UPS one month and saying, holy crap, what just happened and why are we over by $200,000 and spend this month? So you know, when we, when we see sort of the big picture, that's kind of what we're hoping to make the industry realize is there's a, there's a better, more proactive way to manage your packaging waste and spend. And, and that's kind of the goal that we're driving at that we're, we're starting to unpack. Uh, Greg, this question might be a little bit out of left field. And if there's no answer to it, I'm, I'm completely okay with that. But, you know, we've seen a lot of automated right size packaging solutions come onto the market. I'm not going to name people by name. Um, are people using you on the front end to help do that analysis for what the right size packaging system is going to, you know, right size? Bob, I called you an industry legend earlier, and I can tell you have spent some time in this world. You know, all the pieces fit together. Uh, absolutely. And what, we have, uh, it's so funny you picked up on that. We, we have some exciting news coming out soon that I just can't talk too much about, but I'll simply say this. Um, some people, some people even, they say, hey, are you, you know, competitive against uh, someone like, as an example, a CMC, a pack size, right? One of those automated box sure. building machines. Um, actually, no, we, we can provide an additional layer of value to those machines. And in our world where we are trying to, most people, I would say, deliver additional customer value. There's actually a, a tremendous, don't hate me for using this word, synergy between our software and some of these hardware solutions. And uh, there's a lot of folks that are coming to us to actually try to understand what an ROI may look like. One of the uh, simulations we run as a preset in our tool is actually called Packurate Perfect, where we oh, essentially okay. simulate what a, what a box build machine might do, where every order gets its own sort of 
uh, custom box, if you will. And you know, we have rules that round things to the nearest quarter inch or eighth inch. You know, it's not like crazy 0.12 inch width, you know, things like that. Um, but that actually is a, a powerful part of the simulation tool because it really shows you what that kind of right hand upper limit can be. And it starts to allow you to answer that first question. How good is my cartonization? Now you have your kind of boundaries to understand where you are in current state and where you can be at sort of the maximum upper threshold, which would be in sort of a every box gets its own custom size. Oh, well, thank, by the way, I didn't know about the coming press release, so I wasn't trying to sandbag you. I just I've heard, you know, I've heard this in the water and uh, not necessarily about Pacurate. And so that was the reason that I was asking. So on the spot. No, I, I just, it's funny, Bob, this, that was a really insightful question to ask. And I, I'll just say uh, there's nothing official as of yet, but you can kind sure. of imagine where we're, we're going with some of these different things. And I think coming into the next year, you'll see some some interesting partner relationships that we're going to begin to develop. I'll put it that way. Well, great. Um, you know, attendees always want to know what, you know, their colleagues or their peers are doing. Um, can you share a brief case study example of you know, the kind of uh, gains that uh, that a customer, even if you can't mention the customer by name, that, the, you know, the kind of gains that a customer is getting as a result of using your platform. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of case studies and real numbers. So, um, you know, one that I always share with people is a great example. We have a, a home goods retailer that's a, a national retailer in, here in the United States. And yep, just one easy couple of easy stats, right? They've been using us for all of their Ecom fulfillment out of one of their sites for the past couple of years. We're just about to expand with them to the rest of their network uh, by the uh, probably start of next year. But just in the last year alone, with one of their fulfillment sites, we've cartonized about 7.2 million orders, which has yielded a little over $2 million in hard dollar savings from them uh, from a corrugate and transportation spend. Maybe most importantly, uh, about 175 acres of cardboard saved, which again, I, and I give the leadership team at this company a, a lot of credit. That's the stat that I saw some eyes light up about uh, when we presented to their senior executive leadership team about the the sort of implementation so far, less so the dollars saved. And you know, that gives me a little bit of hope for the future here. I'm, I'm not smart enough or quick enough to multiply 175 by 44,000 square feet, but that's a lot of corrugated, um, you know, a lot, a lot of acres of safe corrugate. All right. Last question. Um, those were some great examples. Can you talk just briefly uh, to wrap this up a little bit of the other kind of value that you think customers are realizing uh, from Pacurate? Yeah, yeah, sure. And I, I guess I would say from more of a, a just holistic view, right? We, we tell people this in some of our kind of early sales or marketing dialogue, but generally we see about a 6 to 12% reduction on annual transportation spend as a result of using our API and the simulation tool in order to kind of right size your, your shipping boxes. Um, but maybe more generally, again, I, the, the, you know, uh, just to give you a quick story, the founders of this company, James and Pat, uh, two of my colleagues, had actually never thought that this would be sort of a true large scale software company. It was originally meant to be just an API as sort of a toolkit in the WMS tool belt, if you will. Uh, the feedback they started to get about this idea of basically proactive packaging engineering, being able to see in real time what's happening monitoring ways that people can save and optimize, especially from our enterprise users, was what led them to really kickstart this, this uh, expansion into high gear and one of the reasons why I'm here today. So at the end of the day, I would say for folks listening out there, if there's never been a time where you've wondered questions about your packaging or how are you doing, what has changed in your operation? When is the last time you change your box mix? You know, is your order set, your SKU's changing? 
all of those types of questions can not only be answered, but kind of previewed in advance, which can really give you a level of control over your packaging and avoid those big, scary bills from UPS and FedEx that come once in a while. Uh, well, thank you, Greg. Uh, that's all the time we have today. Again, I want to thank Greg Walls for his insights. And if you want to learn more about cartonization, be sure to visit Pacurate.io. And for Modern Materials Handling, I'm Bob Troublecock. Greg, thanks again. Thank you, Bob. Thank you to all listeners. Have a great day, everybody.